We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas and a crappy new year. Oh, come on. <laughs> How's it going, babes? Oh, goodness. I'm going to be the booty boy tomorrow. That's right. Yes. And yeah. I hope you don't mind that I'm thinking uh, to end uh, the episode tomorrow, I'm going to um, I'm going to read from Luke 2. But, but it's not oh going to be a lesson. Goodness. Okay. It's not going to be a lesson like it was last year, because okay. that one was a little bit weird, because you kept asking me weird questions. I ask you good questions, though. They're weird. They're, no. they're, they're good, but they're kind of a little bit out there sometimes. Okay, I know that <laughs> when we do Bible studies, it's more of a J-Lo thing, because, you know, I don't lean towards the whole Christian ideals. But, minus the making out, have uh, you ever had a Bible study with somebody like me before? Who asks uh, interesting questions and makes you think. No, not like that. Mm. <laughs> not like that at all. This is a, uh, it's a Bible study that I can honestly say, um, is none other like, uh, it's, it's like none other Bible study I've ever experienced because number one, uh, I haven't, you're actually the first person I've really took the time and effort to give Bible studies to, uh, by myself. <laughs> and usually when I go to Bible study, somebody else is giving it. Oh. Yeah. Or I'm participating in it. Minus the death and destruction, it feels a little bit too wholesome to me. Well, I mean, I understand that you didn't grow up, but, um, I understand that you didn't grow up in, in church, so of course you wouldn't quite understand it. I went to church a few times as a kid, but nothing really that serious. Yeah, but, but, I mean, a few times is not enough. I, I mean, was. I mean, if you haven't, if you actually have not been there consistently throughout your life, um, and there were times where there were gaps in between, but for the most part, I was, I, I was there as much as I could be. Oh. Yeah. I was a little taken aback when I was told as a teenager that I was baptized as a baby. Yeah. Um, Especially since my family was not Catholic. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't know how. What but church was that? I don't know. I think it's some weird church that my aunt went to. It might have been Catholic. A Catholic church. No, they I do, don't think so. Well, well, the, the well Catholics have um, uh, in the history of Catholicism, they have been known for um, baptismal regeneration, which is basically um, uh, baptizing babies, uh, which I have. Uh, a very uh, I, I, a big issue with that, but I don't yeah. really want to go down. But you know that church is still from everybody, so it was probably a church that hates Catholics but likes the idea of baptism. No, no, it was it was historically um, as as far as I know, it was historically Catholicism. No, what I'm saying when I was baptized, it was probably some church that preaches against Catholics, but they're willing to still certain things to try to seem cool and with it. Did you did you actually ask? Um, your family, what kind of a church it was? No, I, it, I forgot how it came up in conversation. I was talking to a relative, and we were talking about religion, and they said, you know, you were baptized as a baby. And I was just like, ah, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't really matter. It's not like it's going to cover you for the rest of your life. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing, unfortunately. And I hope they didn't, like, hold my head under water for a couple of minutes. Well, what they do in the Catholic Church is they sprinkle water on the baby's head. They don't, oh, okay. they don't, they don't hold the baby underwater. It's dangerous. The baby starts screaming, and they're just like, not yet. We're not letting this. No, no, they this. do that. They do that to, um, chill. They do that to kids and adults, but they, but they make sure that they don't hold you under longer than you should be. Like, you don't, you're not under there for two minutes. Nice. 
Uh, yeah. Let's see if they can survive. If not, at least they get to hang no, out No, no, that, that, no, 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 no. That's, they don't do that. They don't hold you underwater longer than you should be. I have a question. Uh-oh. So. How did we get into the subject? We were talking about, I did, did my uh, Merry Christmas oh. song. Oh, my okay. Scary Christmas and a Crap Oh, right, 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 right. Well, okay, so babies die sometimes. Yes. And we're all sad over that. Yeah. But when a baby goes to heaven, do they get to hang out with Jesus? Or how, is there a nursery for them? Or how does that whole thing work? I have no idea. I can't, I can't answer that question. Hmm. Yes, they will be with Jesus. But what they do up there, I have no idea. Interesting. Don't ask me. I have no idea what really happens um, there at this moment with babies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, it, like I said, Bubs, I think it's so different from this world that they, uh, I can't even imagine of any kind of earthly anything up there. Really? Yeah. I mean, when I had my out-of-body experience, it was so bizarre that it's still even hard to put into words. Yeah, but you were under the influence, so how would you even know that um, it was bizarre or not? It was bizarre for me. Okay. It was bizarre for you then. And people say, well, you're under the influence, so that doesn't count. It, but, it really doesn't. No, it does. And I'll, I'll tell you why. If somebody's going through surgery and they're given drugs, and it causes an out-of-body experience, does it mean that it doesn't count? Now, we could say that it's a brain pain well, playing I, a trick I on can't, I can't really say, though. I mean, it could be the brain, it could be physiological or psychological, but I, I really don't know, because when I've had, and I've had very little surgeries, but when I have had surgery, I don't remember anything. I, I was just out, and I woke up and in recovery. So, I couldn't tell you. I, I will tell you this. I don't know if I went to heaven or another plane of existence, but I feel like I did. And I saw things that I can't explain there. And it was good. I, I don't want to put it in like, oh, I went to hell and you don't want to go there. It was a really trippy but good experience. But you would agree with me that when someone is quick to say that you, they've been to heaven or hell and back – you and I are both very skeptical about it. Yeah, that. like I'm not saying that for sure I was, but I'm saying my brain made it seem like I was. And I keep an open mind to I might, may have been in some version of heaven or it could have just been my mind was playing a trick on me. Right. I think, and this is just a surely Jaywood's opinion. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I think that a lot of times it, it, it may just be the brain um, because... I think that, yes, there have been descriptions of heaven in scriptures, but the only way that a person would really experience it if if they actually went there and didn't come back. Yeah. And and this is also why I believe in a God, but I don't believe that there's one path to worship. Just because we don't have to go down this path, but you already know how I feel about that. Mm. And I feel like I'm relatively good with God. Much like I don't have studying. to, yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like I have to post on social media about God loves you all or yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm I'm, I'm trying to understand something. No. You you are an agnostic. Yes. So you wonder if there is a God, but you're not sure. Yeah. So, um, how do, would you know that you're good with God if you don't know that there is one? I said I don't know, but I have a feeling that I am. And. Uh, minus your out-of-body experience, do mm -hmm. you feel like you're good with God because you do good things for people or because you're nice to people or because... No, I've, here's you, why. You I, do good works? 
I do a lot of good works, but <laughs> but here, here's why I feel like I'm good with God is because I have the belief that whatever I was created to do on this planet, I'm doing. Because I, I, I think that if there is an all intelligent God who places us here to do things, yeah. he knows the environment, they know the environment that we need to be in to accomplish these things. So I believe that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, even if it doesn't always feel like it from my perspective. If well, there is a God. Okay. Here, let me, let me go deeper with this. Go ahead. Do you believe and because I know that you have questions about God, do you believe that you are um, doing it to serve God or are you doing what you're doing to serve yourself? I don't think it matters. I think I'm doing what I'm here to do. And if God wanted me to serve God, then I would have a come to Jesus moment. For actually, lack of actually he does. <laughs> um, whether or not you, uh, whether or not you understand it, um, that's the whole purpose. But I would also like to say here that, again, this is a belief. So, and I'm not married to my views on this. I could be convinced that there's no God very easily. And I could be convinced with more work that uh, there's a God who wants you to uh, worship one particular religion. I lean towards the idea that there is a God and my life has a purpose. Now... I also am up in the air on whether or not there's an afterlife. So, but you, but you are open to finding out. I'm open right? to finding out, and I well, if I die, I'm going to find out if there's an afterlife or not, right? Oh uh, yeah. But 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 wouldn't you want to know now before you die? Why am, uh, aren't I going to find it out when I pass away? It's better to find out now than later. Why? I'm going to tell you that right now. In your opinion. Uh. Is it really my opinion? You're the one who's saying it. And I'm saying, hey, this is my opinion that I'm doing God's work. It isn't just my opinion. I, I mean, if I, if I believe what the Bible really says, it's not just my opinion. It's, it's stated in there several times. Right. But that's assuming that the Bible actually is the word of God. And I know it, and I, and I believe it is. It claims to be that, but that doesn't make it the case. Well, if you read a scripture that says, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life, then there has to be something to be said about it. Yeah. And the thing that could be said about it is the person who wrote it was lying to try to get more readership. Well, first of all, God wrote the book and says you. Ah! Ah! Stop, stop, okay, stop. You're mocking. You're mocking. Ah! No, 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 stop. <laughs> oh, you touched my. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh, give me a kicky there. Oh, my. Oh, give me a kiki. Yeah. That was extra tickle. Oh, give me a kiki. Yeah. Okay. All right, bend down, bend down. No, will you touch my... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not right now. Give me a kiss. No, give me a kiss. <laughs> you almost went to fight in woods, bud. Uh-oh. No, but I'm just saying, babes. I'm not convinced that the Bible is right or wrong. I lean in the direction that it was created by men and that there's a lot of flaws with it. And that Christianity, while it has done good things in the world, it's also, that doesn't make it true. And there's a lot of negative, negative stuff that's come out of Christianity. Or there's negative stuff come out of Christianity because um, of the many people that have been against Christianity for, for centuries and centuries. So, I mean, and then, and also there, there is a reason why there is so much hatred for Christianity and it, it has nothing to necessarily do with the religion, but it has everything to do 
with um, people not recognizing the deity of Jesus Christ. Le, so I, I, but, I, but, but I'm just explaining to you how, what I know. Yeah, so what you believe. So I'm saying I believe I had an out-of-body experience, and I'm telling you what my belief on God is. But I, I wouldn't say that I know that any of this is true, right? And even though I've had an out-of-body experience, and I believe I visited another plane of existence, I really lean into the direction that there's no afterlife. And I know that's wrap, wrap your head around that. I, I can't wrap my head around it. But I, I before we leave this topic, I yeah. was going to uh, talk about this uh, professor I had who I won't name. Go ahead. And I was taking a class called uh, Philosophy of the, the Modern Mind, and it was a, relig a religious class. But the thing that really got to me was this, because he had some crazy beliefs, too. And I don't, and I don't remember if he was a theology professor or uh, what what professor he was. Um, but he was open to, um, discussing, having a, having a really open discussion about, um, religious beliefs. And he, uh, he was a professing Christian and he said that, and this is what, and, and this is coming from a Christian. Okay. Go ahead. So this is what was really confusing to me. He said that if he died, he didn't care where he went. But the problem I had with that was the whole idea of, Becoming a Christian is to uh, serve God here on this earth so that when you do die, you will serve him and you will be with him and serve him in heaven. And and I, I, I never got to ask him why. And um, but he was also explaining that there were other uh, theology professors that had some strange ideas, too, in in uh, my uh, university. So. I mean, there's some strange things that come from even uh, professing uh, uh, Christian. So I, I just think it's kind of interesting. And my feeling, and this comes back to, <coughs> you know, being educated by hippies, being a big Carl Sagan fan, all that stuff. I mean, I was like this before I found Carl Sagan, but you know what I mean. The idea of just keep an open mind. Just why is it wrong to say, hey, I don't know. I have beliefs, and that, but my beliefs aren't necessarily true, but I keep an open mind. That's how I... Was I, Carl Sagan an atheist? Or was Carl he Sagan was like me. He was an agnostic. Okay. I, I be, that's what I gather from reading many of his books. I, I didn't I have a chance to talk with him about it. But from what I've read, and I've read a fair amount of his work, I get the sense that he was an agnostic. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you, babes. Okay. Can we get off this topic we, soon? We will soon, but I have two questions for you. All right. If you found out tomorrow that the, the idea of God that you believe in, meaning Jesus Christ being the Lord and Savior, that type of thing is not true. And you don't know for sure whether the, there, there is a God or there isn't, but you know that the Christian idea of God isn't true. And you know that definitively. You find this out tomorrow. How would that change the way you approach life? I honestly can't, I don't know. I think I would be devastated, but, um, I, uh, what I believe, I believe is true. Oh. And so 
All I can tell you is that no one can shake me from what I believe. Yeah, and that's actually my Christmas present to you, babes. I have definitive proof that uh, Jesus isn't real. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 I don't. I don't. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Give me a kiss. Now you're no. mocking. No, no, you need a kiss. No. Yes, you do. That's uh, not going to No, because uh, you're no. worked up and you need a kiss uh, to calm down. No. Yes, yes. So come on, give me a kiss. No. Yeah, because you need one. I mean, this is, I'm doing this as a favor to you. A favor to me? Yeah, so really? give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. No. Give me a kiss. 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 Wow, you really are trying to get my attention, aren't you? Don't you feel better? Um, you have a kiss? I, a little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Rick is in the house, babes. Charming you are. Thank you, Right, you're not always, but... Oh, no, I'm very intelligent. Uh, you may be very intelligent, but that doesn't necessarily equal uh, uh, being right all the time. But No, but come on. I can admit you're intelligent. Thank you, babes. I'm not going to take that away from you. You're just not always correct. Not always, but enough. Not always correct. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-oh. I may have asked you this before, and then we'll move off of the God stuff. Okay. Because I want to talk about other stuff. The I believe the language that the Bible was written in was Aramaic. No, the... the, um, I believe the Old Testament... uh, The Old Testament was written in uh, Hebrew. Okay. I believe, and then and and, and uh, the New Testament was written in uh, Greek, I think. But let me get back to you on that. Okay, so so is how much I know. Okay. My question was though, if you really want to know the Word of God, why haven't you spent a good portion of your life learning, I guess, Hebrew and Greek? Because I don't believe I need to learn, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. When the Bible was written in English. It was written in such a way that in English, a person who spoke English would know how to read. And because I only read English, I don't really feel the need to read another language uh, just to be uh, uh, just to be good with God. Pretty much everybody I know who speaks multiple languages says that when you translate a book or something for a movie, you always lose a little something. And also, too, I have an issue with that because there are people that I've known that depend on uh, something called the Strong's Concordance. The Strong's Concordance was written by, oh, what's his name? Uh, It's going to drive me nuts. His last name was Strong. And there's some issues I have because it claims to um, use the original Greek and original Hebrew, I think it is. But I, I don't even know if that actually is coming from the original manuscripts. And, uh, because I only speak English, I don't feel like I need to know any other language, any, uh, other, uh, languages but there was never a thought in your mind maybe i should try to learn some hebrew to get a better understanding of the word uh, of god no i i never thought about that just because i don't speak hebrew or greek and uh, okay i have i do have a friend who is a christian but she she learned hebrew because she wanted to learn hebrew and she's or she's learning it i don't know if she's learning it still but she has uh learned a little bit about the um uh hebrew um alphabet uh which is kind of interesting it is interesting i tried to learn hebrew so i don't know if you know this but in psalm 119 psalms 119 there are sections in that psalm and it's like the longest psalm of all the psalms there are um 
sections that are that are uh, identified by um the letters in the Greek or I'm sorry, the letters in the Hebrew alphabet like olif yep. and het and um gimel. Oh yeah, I knew that. You knew that? Because I tried to learn Hebrew. Ah, uh, yeah. I kind of um I'm kind of um interested in learning what those words mean. I think het is het is supposed to mean or was it het or hoof? Um it was supposed to mean like uh was it a gift or something? One of them means that. I yep. forgot. It's been so long since I've studied this stuff. Um, it, it just seems to me that if you believe that something is the original word of God, you might want to try to learn it. But, you know, that's Rick's logic. That's Rick's logic. Yes, yes, yes. Or you can take the American version of it there, J-Wo. Wait. The, the, I, I can take the, um, the King's, um, the, the King's English, uh, version of it, which I, I actually like much better. And it's only because it's my preferred language. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, good. Babe. And I honestly think that because I have an English um, version of it, I, I, uh, I, and I, uh, and the and the reason why because I have an English version of it, people have taken uh, supposed um, the 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 suppose the concordance that I told you about, yep. and completely misinterpret it. Oh, and I feel like because I can read it in English. Um, I think the the words um, could speak should speak for themselves, but that's that's just my opinion. To me, that seems very simplistic, but that's Rick's opinion, and not necessarily the one held by my widow Jewel. Okay. All right, let's move <laughs> off of religion yeah, and talk you. about something more fun, like the state of emergency that we are now in. That is not fun, um, but we are uh, not panicking. Because we have uh, a plan as to how we want to execute this. And we have a backup plan for a backup plan. Yes. Basically what happened, last night there was a notice on your door saying that, hey, you know, uh, weather conditions, be cool. These are some things that you might want to consider. And that we are uh, we are uh, uh, taking steps to prepare or whatever. And I had heard something on the news that maybe there'd be snow on my birthday because tomorrow I'm going to be birthday boy. Birthday boy. But it looks like I'm going to be a emergency birthday oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. But this is what we're going to title this episode. Oh, my goodness. But. Emergency birthday boy before the party? Something like that. <laughs> I just like emergency birthday boy. Yeah, but I thought tomorrow was going to be uh, J-Lo and the Birthday Boy. Part. Well, we're still going to do J-Lo and the Birthday Boy Part 3. It's the uh, sequel that everybody wants. Oh, my goodness. But this is everybody? Be, who's everybody? You do. I do. Your mom. My told mom. Told me that she really wants another uh, J-Lo and the Birthday Boy. I don't believe she even knows about this. Yep, she loves J-Lo and the Birthday Boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, this is what I've been told. <laughs> okay. Uh but in any event, we'll get there soon, tomorrow, uh, hopefully. Okay. For now, we got the notice on the door. I heard the thing about maybe there might be some snow this weekend. And this morning, you woke up coughing. So I got up. You go back uh, to sleep. Yeah. I start just, you know, browsing YouTube. And I saw that, you know, there was a upload for our news broadcast this morning. Yeah. From, I think it was KGW. And you, and you looked on... On where? Well, I, 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 this is on YouTube. I see. But it was the KGW uh, recap of this morning's news. Okay. Okay. Watching them, they're like, uh, the governor des- declared a state of emergency. People are gathering supplies. And it looks like the city might be shut down for the next week. I start freaking out. 
I didn't wake you up. I just listened to music and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You get up and I'm like, babes, we got to talk now. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get you hot chocolate. Well, yeah, yeah, because I just was like, what? Yeah. Now? <laughs> right. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, um, let uh, let me make some hot cocoa, okay? Uh, I need to kind of process this because I just found out about this. Meanwhile, I'm in full panic mode. I try not to panic when these things happen because you kind of have to, you know, think about a plan and a backup plan for the black, for right. the backup. But that's why I like to talk about it right away. Yeah. But you, we already know this about me. Yeah. We have the cocoa, sit down on the couch and I say, okay, I'm going to put in an order on Instacart, which I usually don't like using. And I, and I'm a big fan of it. But, but I had a feeling that there might be some issues with Walmart with everybody yeah. trying to rush the right, stores. Right, right, yeah. And I also said, I specifically think that we should order from Costco because they order in bulk and lets people shop there because of certain, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. So I go on and I saw that the times for delivery were between like 11 and 2 this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. What happened then is I realized that I needed to change my address to yours yes. since we we're going to get the stuff here. Yes. Change it. Look at my order. We we go through everything and how we're going to utilize these things. And then I go back to order and it says delivery time is between 11 and 2 on December 26th in two days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> my belief is that because I changed the address to yours, yeah. it messed with the times. It's It might be possible. Or maybe they change it in general. I don't know. We then had a discussion about your food and decided not to order from them. And we think we can make it work to get through this pandemic. Well, yeah. this is not a pandemic. This oh, is oh, just sorry. A, uh, I, an yeah, emergency. I'm used to saying pandemic. The, this is a weather, was this like a, yeah, yeah. a weather sorry. emergency. That was a slip of the tongue. I'm dyslexic and, and I've been used to saying pandemic a lot over the last year and a half. Yeah. So, you yeah. gotta get, you gotta, you gotta stop doing it. <laughs> we gotta move forward. But anyway, this is, um, so this is kind of like what what we had to um figure out um last February which was crazy crazy crazy. Yeah, my only concern babes is if we lose power here we can just go back to my place and I have a bunch of like stuff we can make. Uh-huh. And we'd be for real if they're saying that this might be we have a state emergency until January 3rd, we're mm-hmm. good without ordering food. I, right, right. We're good. Uh huh. My only concern is if power goes off at both of our places. Yeah. So we had to think about the the best case scenario. And you're talking about heating shelters, and I've never been to one. I haven't either, because that's not really a thing that people do here in Portland. Uh, I yeah. I hope we don't have to do that. But we are opening them up. So we meaning the state, not me. But and and I heard about cool. Go, I remember that um you talked about cooling shelters in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I've never been to one either. Well, they're becoming a thing now because of climate change, so. Oh, boy. Yes. I really don't want to talk about that. All right, we don't have to. No. But it's clearly causing us. Anyways. No, it isn't. So, now? It's an environmentalish, wacky idea. Oh, yeah, and you can tell by how many weird weather events you've been having. And we've had it worse off in the 30s and even earlier, so. Were you alive in the 30s? No, but so. there is but there is information out there that the... Um, uh, weather service is not even reporting. Oh my goodness. Yes, there is, Bubsh. All right, babes. There's a wealth of information that you know nothing about. 
Anyway, let's let's move on, please. So anyway, we've got it. We've got a backup. <laughs> we got a backup plan. Yes. Uh, and a backup plan for the backup plan. Yes. So if we survive, I think we'll be. Okay. I think we will. I hope we do. I think we will. Oh, I don't know. This, Life is getting. Old. This isn't like the Twilight Zone where the Earth is going towards the sun. You remember no. that one? That was a great episode. That was crazy. And the water and the and the um the, the people were um in the episode was um saying you can only use an hour you can only use an hour of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you ever listen to the Duncan Trussell Family Hour? No. It's a really good podcast. I like it a lot. No, I don't. I haven't. We actually talked about it a little bit earlier in relation to vaccinations. And I am, I do think it's cool that uh, Trump is going in hard with the vaccination talk. He isn't going in hard. He's just saying he took it. And and I think the left is trying to um, over-exaggerate that he's forcing people to take it. He did an interview with your buddy Candace Owens the other day where he went Over-exaggerating. <laughs> just like the left does. Over-exaggerating oh and over, over-twisting the narrative. Both sides twist the narrative. Ah! Stop, stop, stop! <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough politics. Like, enough on. politics. Uh, so I was listening. I actually think Duncan might have, this might have been one of the times when he was on Joe Rogan. Because okay. he used to do Joe Rogan's show a lot. Okay. Back when it was like really, really good. Yeah. And he, I like him because uh, Duncan will come up with all these weird theories. Yeah. But he's not really attached to any of them. Yeah. So a theory that he presented, I don't know if it was his or just something that he wrote in a book and talked about was it might be possible that as each individual moves closer to death, apocalypses form in their life. So let me give you an example. Let's say I uh, I die in like a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been having obviously a pandemic, weird weather situations, upheaval in government, all that stuff. And this is leading up to my death and leaving the universe. Yeah, you went down that rabbit hole. Right. So you might live for another 50 years and... The reality I'm experiencing with you, you're you're doing this stuff, but the real Alana J Lo is, you know, things are all good in the hood, and the last couple years in your life will be chaotic. But the real you has never experienced the pandemic, uh, has never had any freaky weather events, anything like that. It's an interesting theory. I don't necessarily believe it. That's what he came up with. That's, that's what, what he came she, up with. That's, or that that oh, was like, Duncan's idea that oh. I think he talked about on Joe Rogan. Well, I'm glad he's not married to it. No. But it is it is very much uh out there. I used to love babes um like listening to conversations he would have with Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. downloading like three or four of them at a time and just staying up late at night and you know, listening to how they would interact with each other. Oh. Uh in my opinion, he's the best or was in the day, the best regular guest on Joe Rogan. Oh wow. Yeah. And and his podcast, uh, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, is really good too. Why does he talk? Does he does he talk about his family on the show a lot? He mentions his family, but it's not like nonstop. He does a lot of talk about Buddhism, mindfulness, meditation, but also just about life in general. Um, I'm trying to think. What's uh, he's he's had debates with Abby Martin. I'm not sure who that is. Abby Martin is awesome. I, I'm a big. Abby Another Martin. lefty, probably. Well, she's a lefty who sued Google. 
Oh, well, I'm glad somebody's suing Google. Mm-hmm. I'm I, surprised that she would, though. And she's uh, done stories against Hillary Clinton wow. and Joe Biden. Huh. So, okay. Both me and my sisters are big Abby Martin fans. Uh, 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 a left, a lefty that's that um is criticize uh, criticizing other lefties. That's pretty good, actually. Uh-oh. I I don't know. I mean, I probably would agree with her on those two things, but <laughs> I like it when they fight with each other. <laughs> kind of fun to watch. That's actually. what you say. You're like, I like it when they fight. Not with like each that. <laughs> Not like that. I like your lefty. <laughs> as long as you're fighting on your lefty. <laughs> I do not sound like that, Bubs. Okay, maybe you don't. Maybe I sound like that. That sounds like a, a we would say okay. that. But anyway, check out the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. It's 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 one of my favorite podcasts. Okay. And that's saying something. Okay, yeah. but anyway, um, I think we kind of went off track here. Um. Well, I guess I guess since we're on the whole um uh conspiracy theories about apocalypses or whatever. I remember talking to this older lady years ago and that she listens to like she may have said George Norrie or something and it was talking like she was talking about like seven sons or whatever, which I had no idea what that what that is. Okay. But some people are really like they just like inundate themselves with Weird conspiracy theories, like nobody would think about. I a lot of that. A lot of people think about. I, I mean, maybe people get on Trump fans. I do too, uh, but because he says stuff like fake news, but w- people miss the bigger point is that our media has always lied to us. They're always lying to us. So of course, people are going to go down these these weird rabbit holes because nobody who the gatekeepers tell us to listen to is consistent about telling us the truth. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't make true statements, but they hide it between so much fiction that it's hard to disseminate when they're being honest versus when they're telling us some fiction to keep us in line, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Art Bell's show. Mm -hmm. I listened to parts of it, but I didn't really, um, I wasn't really into it. I, I knew somebody that was, but I wasn't like too far into it. But he's got some. He had some weird people on. He did, but it was fun. It was. It wasn't fun, always fun. It. I mean, it, it was fun for some of it. I didn't say it was fun for all of it. I listened here and there, but I I got not super into the show. But I I, th- I think when I listened to it the most was when I was living in Honolulu. Because it would come on, I think, at 10 at night or mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit earlier mm-hmm. because of the time differences. Mm-hmm. So I would have time to check it out. And a lot of it is just weird conspiracy theories. Like I remember I, – I know that him and George Norrie were associated, which is why I'm putting them in the same camp. And I never listened to George Norrie and I know that they didn't get along all the time. Yeah. They didn't agree – or they didn't agree with each other all the time. And and I didn't listen every night, but I listened fairly regularly when I was living in Honolulu. Once I moved away, I, I stopped listening completely. Um, so it wasn't like, <laughs> oh, I love this radio show as much as the radio in Hawaii sucks. Right. And we, we've already been down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But it really depends on what you're listening to because some of the stuff was good for me. For you. I mean, for the like, like the music stuff that I was listening to. When I would listen to it, it would be like the same 10 records over and over and over and over again. 
And you know how I feel about that. But anyways, I remember once I was listening to George Norrie and he had on somebody who I believe said that we were about to run out of oil within the next two to three years. That was around 2005, maybe early 2006. And we still have oil. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just using it as an example to where they have a lot of really weird conspiracy people on there. And if you don't know any better and you believe something like somebody saying we're about to run out of oil, mm-hmm. then it might lead you down certain paths that aren't good for your sanity. Right. And it's just like, I don't, I don't need to listen to something like that when I could do my own research and find out if we really are running out of oil or not. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, but some people, but then I think about the people that, that call those, call in those shows, right? Some of them are funny to, to laugh at, but some of them I'm just like, do you actually, I mean, are you really that gullible? I don't know. And a lot of it for real is older people who aren't as mentally stable as they used to be. Right. I think the reason why, and, and I have, um, listened to the fun parts of Art Bell that I kind of think, is that really true or is that not true? Yeah. About when there was a guy, I forgot where he lived. It might have been somewhere in Washington who said that there's like this big hole in the middle of his, uh, yard and people have put stuff down there, like TVs. Um, people have put other things down there because it fit. And then, <laughs> And the fun thing that really made me laugh was when he said that, you know, when I die, I actually want to go down that. I actually want to be buried down that hole. But he didn't even know where it went to. And the sad thing was, what it basically happened is his ex-wife came over there one day and just spread her legs open. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> What's that for? You what ruined for? my story. Sorry, babes. I didn't know. I love you, babes. You ruined my story. How did I ruin it? I waited till the end. No, you didn't. And I wasn't. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Mm. Sorry, babes. Yeah, but I kind of laughed at that. I'm like, this is really funny. Oh, thank you, babes. I'm glad I made you laugh. Not you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. uh, And then I was. (laughs) I think there was this other guy that would call in. And I think it was just like one of those, like, you know, some shows they have like. Like weird people call it and you don't know if they're really weird or yeah. real. I think his name was like J J C Webster and he's supposed to be like this like ardent Christian. <laughs> I had to laugh at that because he's like the extreme of the extreme. And, oh, and 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 it was funny. And then and then I was looking on YouTube where there is this lady who who called herself uh, Edna Pre- uh, Edna P Pringle. And he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of hiding from a, J- I think his name was J.C. Webster. It's this, this character that calls in. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and um, the place where I am is blah, blah, blah. And then Art Bell's like, well, you know, um, you basically gave the information as to where you're going to be. I think people are going to know where you are. And I, and I honestly think that, uh, that um, J.C. is going to know where you are, too. So <laughs> this leads to an interesting question. Yeah. As we know, I am pro personal freedom. Yeah. And not in just like a raw, raw American way or not just in a lefty way. So 
you disagree on me with this, and so do most people, where I say most people are for the freedoms that they want, mm-hmm. and that's what they fight for. But when it comes to other freedoms, they can look the other way. So we could take it from the perspective of people on the right are for gun rights, but they don't pay, think necessarily think that people should have the rights to psychedelics, because for the most part, that's not their thing. And we could look at somebody on the left who is for psychedelics, but is against gun rights. So it goes on both sides, in my opinion. Okay. And I consider myself to be pretty much an absolutist when it comes to freedom. I think we should have rights for everybody with very little limitations. Obviously, with children, you don't necessarily want them having access to guns or... Well, you, you also don't want children to be access to ac- have access to um, sexual predators either. Right. Exactly. And, so, I mean, there, there has to be limitations. There has to be limitations, but they should be reasonable. Right. And so here's where we get to Art Bell. Okay. And, and we're using him as an example, but it could be fill in whatever name here. It could be uh, Rachel Maddow or it could be Bill O'Reilly, but we're using Art Bell today. Art Bell, okay. We're going to pick on him a little bit. All right. Because he had such a wonderful career. Oh, my goodness. He's dead now. He is dead. Yes. Um, you and I hopefully are intelligent enough to disseminate when something important is happening versus something that is a joke. So the idea of the person in the hole, you see that as funny and I didn't hear it, but it sounds like it could be, you know, humorous. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know if it's real. It's just fun to to listen to and laugh at. Somebody else who's maybe not as mentally stable or raised in an environment to where they learn about this stuff could listen to it and take it as gospel truth. Right. Right. And what do we do about this? Because we have to be for free speech in this country. And I feel that anybody who tells you different isn't really telling the truth. And there should be limitations, but it should be reasonable. So, for example, I shouldn't be able to go and say to somebody, you need to uh, kill somebody else. That, that that's not free speech. That's that's hate speech, and and, and or, that's dangerous speech, right? Or or go on in some program and say, hey, I want you guys to be violent against somebody, and here's their home address, right? Exactly. So there so there's limitations, but it's within reason. The limitations but, when it comes to uh, privacy and all that. Yeah. yeah, but um, how do we handle knowing that in a free society, which we need? There are some people who are going to listen to whether it's Art Bell, whether mm-hmm. it's Bill O'Reilly, whether it's Rachel Maddow. Yeah. And they're going to listen to some insane statement and take it as gospel truth. And well, I, we, we can't censor performers or, no, or hosts. Or, or, or uh, commentary com- commentators. But we also need to do something about people who might fall into these traps. Well, okay. My thing is, is that. Yes, you all I can say is that if you think that, you know, because I, I don't listen to Rachel Maddow. In fact, I think um, I think she's insane. For real. I listened to her. So maybe twice about 10 years ago. She, and she She's very she has a lot of um, conspiracy theories. I, I, I've heard her so, but I haven't heard it recently. And I wasn't a diehard listener. I just checked it out because I heard people were talking about it. And to me, it sounded like she was very establishment, boring. Yeah, she's very she's she's nuts. She really is. But we, all we can do is 
I guess in my, in, in, uh, what I can say is that all, all we can do is kind of, you know, um, what's try to point someone in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Even if they're going to make their own choice, you know, say, well, you know, I, maybe you should, and I say should not like making, making them do it, but you know, maybe you could think about this and, uh, listen to somebody that's more objective and will not give you some kind of, um, uh, script, whatever it is, and try to make you think the way that they do and actually will give you facts versus, uh, and, 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 and we also have the right to not listen to people like Rachel, Rachel Maddow or Bill O'Reilly who beat the drum of war. He did. All right. You know what? You know what? I really don't want to go down these rants with you. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we, we got to keep it real. No, 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 no. Bill O'Reilly was it? All right. All right. All right we're all right, not right. talking about Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But we also, we like I said, we also have the right to not listen to people that we don't like. Yeah. Um. And I'll, and and there are a lot of people that are. Uh, not listening to uh, to uh, people like uh, like like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, too. Yeah, I'm just I'm just naming them off. Okay. They 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 host Morning Joe, which apparently, from what I understand, uh, not a lot of people like listening to because it's, it's called Morning Ho. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I know I, I heard of someone who called that show, um, who gave it that nickname. Oh, wow. Because um, I don't know if you know about the history of uh, Joe Scarborough. I don't. Okay. I'm, I I don't like establishment people. Well, I think you'd be interested to know, just, just, just for a fun fact, or Go maybe on. it isn't a fun fact. Joe Scarborough left his wife for Mika, Mika Brzezinski, so I guess you could call her a morning hoe. <laughs> oh, I've heard the he, clips of his show because Howard Stern will play them once in a while, or it's insanity, or um, um, uh, occasionally TYT will criticize them and, and play clips of of their show to do it. So I, I've seen clips of it, but it's nothing where I've gone yeah, out of I, my way to. Watch I wouldn't it. watch it. I heard that they're. Um, their uh ratings are tanking anyway and uh it's uh it's pretty bad from what i get i don't know i can't vouch for that I, it wouldn't surprise I've me i've heard clips of their show and it's enough to where it's like okay this is just sickening i don't want to listen to that okay but can we move on please well it sounds to me like what you're saying is you fight fire with good information uh so if somebody wants to have their mind corrupted by whatever it is. You try to present them with an alternative view of the world by giving them. Exactly. Maybe if they're watching too much Bill O'Reilly, you play them some clips from secular talk. If I actually listen to secular talk. Oh, I'm talking about in general, but I know, but I'm giving you an example, something like that. Right. But, but at the same time, it's like you give them, you give them as much information and as much, many suggestions as you can. But at the end of the day, if, and I hate that phrase. I, people keep saying it a lot. <laughs> but um, at the end of the hour, whatever, at the end of the day, uh, I'll just use at the end of the day because I can't think of any phrase. I just um, gave you one. I know. <laughs> at the end of the hour, <laughs> at the end of the month, um, um, unfortunately, people will choose to listen to what they listen to. But 
and it's up to them to to figure out what is true and what isn't. And I side with you, by the way. Yeah. Which, is, I mean, it's the opinion I have. The only thing is it's so hard now to know the truth. So who even says that if you try to combat something, you're bringing the truth? Um, so you might know that somebody is being fed lies by whatever media personality it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're being fed lies by somebody else, then all you're doing is spreading lies to counteract other lies. Well, the way that I would, like, so... You have to know what the difference is between fact and fiction, first of all, to um, to know what the truth is. And if somebody is, if you're combating um, someone on, on certain issues, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. if it's gun rights or abortion or whatever, and all they can tell you is talking points, it kind of makes you wonder uh, if they really are being fed the truth or not. Uh-oh. Because if they can't if they can't have an intelligent conversation and all they can do is attack you yeah. and repeat talking points, it's like okay, um, and then you, and then I would question, well, have you done any research on this? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna combat someone unless I actually have done my research and read articles or listened to uh, clips or what have you. Right? It wouldn't make any sense because I wouldn't know how to debate. Anybody. Well, good. Um, and I have learned that in college, if you're gonna, if you're gonna debate someone, you need to have sources, you need to, um, talk about things pertaining to the subject. You can't just go and debate someone and say, well, it's bad. Well, why is it? You know, or why is it good? So, um, you combat people that way. Interesting, babes. Yes. Well, I'm proud of you there, Jay. Whoa. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm also proud of the women who got $32 million out of Fox News because of Bill O'Reilly. So don't. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's a lot of money. I honestly think, okay, this is just my opinion on Fox because I don't listen to them anymore. Okay. I honestly think that Fox has fired many people and they've used sexual harassment as an excuse. And I don't even know. The bill, I, I don't even know the whole thing about Bill O'Reilly, and they have also fired uh, Lou Dobbs. They've also fired um, Eric Bowling, and I honestly wonder if um, if the reason why they're firing them is to make it is. Uh, um, and I'm talking about the um, the younger people of the Murdoch family because they've been they've been firing people left and right, and or people have been leaving. So I don't I don't know the whole story. And I, I, I don't, I don't watch Fox yeah. News anymore. All I know is that they've paid allegedly thirty-two million dollars against women who have claimed sexual harassment against Bill O'Reilly. That's in, against women. Yeah. Oh no, two women. Sorry. Uh, so they paid women off. They paid women uh, something like a, a few women, like thirty-two million dollars, because of sexual harassment charges against. Bill and O'Reilly. I, I don't know if those charges are even uh, valid. To to be honest, I I, yeah. I I question that just because they fired so many people. But you you have to question of well, why would they pay that much money to get rid of these allegations? You know, because that seems like a lot. Like he must have been into some really freaky stuff. I don't know about that. Uh-oh. He doesn't he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would. But I mean, I, again, yeah, we- I, I I don't know. I I've been fine. I I know a little bit about the Mur- Murdoch family to um, know that these uh, young Murdochs um, have been wanting to change 
the way that Fox News is going for a long time. And so they had to get rid of a bunch of people oh. to um, promote their agenda. They still have Sean Hannity. And- I really want him to leave. And I also want other people to leave. I want him to leave, too. No, I want This to- planet. But I'm bumped. Oh, Bob. And I mean that from <gasps> ah, natural causes. Ah. Ah. Hashtag open. Bob's, come on. What? What? Stop it. Sorry, Faze. I didn't know. Ugh. All right, give me a kiss and we'll dedicate it to your buddy, Sean Hannity. Oh, I don't even listen to him anymore. He's too whiny. Oh, good. I agree with him a lot of things, but he's way too whiny for me. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm and, I, and I disagree with him on the mask thing, too. That's the what does he say about masks? He's pro mask? Oh, uh, yeah, he's pro, um, he's pro suffocation, but that's oh my, my opinion. Well, he's part of the leftist agenda then, babes. No, no, Bubs. A kiss in loving memory of what Sean Hannity used to be. Oh. Back when he used to say, hey, gay people. And- Bubs. No, 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 I'm joking, babes. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. I should Davis. smack you with a pillow, bubbly. Well, you'll get to practice forgiveness then. Oh. Mm. Okay. All right. I love you, babes. Okay. And we can move off of. Thank you. We we have a lot to talk about. We do. Uh, babes. Yeah. I teased something yesterday. You did? About me going down the rabbit hole with NFTs. Oh yeah. So and I think I and I and I and I don't understand it even today. I don't either. This is going to be <laughs> one of those things where I need to do a lot more research. Oh, I, you excuse burnt. me. That's excuse okay. Me. Excuse me. Clubhouse has a lot of NFT rooms, but I never go in them. Like what? What do you mean, like what? No, I mean I, I never heard that they did. I didn't know that they did. Oh God, it's like it. It's less of a thing now, but when I first went on there, it was like every other room was either NFTs or how to market your brand. NFTs. Yeah, and that really? turned me off to Clubhouse for a little while, to be honest, because it was like all the time, how to market your brand. And then there's Bitcoin. Use NFTs. That's part of the same thing, apparently. So okay. I need to do a lot more research, but I was I was I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, and they said, hey, listen to this podcast episode with Tim Ferriss talking to some people. I don't remember the names, but I, yeah. I listened to it. Right. And basically... NFTs could be a lot of stuff related to art. So if I do a, let's say I do a painting, but in the virtual world. Yeah. I could then put it up for auction and people have done this and the painting will sell for millions of dollars. That's so weird. But it gets even weirder than that. Usually in the regular world, if somebody sells a painting, they only make commission off that first sale. Mm. And then the owner can do whatever they want with it. Or like if I decided that I want to have a virtual flute studio, right? Yeah. but So, so, so let me let me go back to the idea, though. We're going to okay. explain this a little bit more. Yeah. So let's say I sell a painting for $2 million that I make in the real world. Mm-hmm. Then five years later, the person who bought it auctions it off for $40 million. Mm-hmm. I don't get any of that forty million, but let's say I do it in the virtual world. I sell my painting for two million dollars. Well, I could have a contract saying that whenever it sells, I get sixty percent of the sale price mm-hmm. for any future sales. So if it sells again in five years for forty million dollars, I would get twenty four million dollars of that. Mm-hmm. And then if it sells again for a hundred million dollars, I would get sixty million on that sale. Or if any piece of my art is used in, in like a collage or anything, yeah. I get a piece of how much money the collage sells for. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to keep making money consistently. 
And they were using some really interesting examples in the Tim Ferriss podcast. One of them that stuck out to me was you could write a line or page of a book and then say, I'm putting this out there. Whoever wants to expand on this, I'll let you do it. But I want a piece of any sales that happens. So like, let's say I write a couple chapters of a book and I say, I'm leaving it up to the community to finish this. And somebody like Stephen King takes over. The book sells and makes a hundred million dollars. I could have it in the contract. Well, since it's based off of my original art, I get 20% of that book. Mm-hmm. And I, and if it's, they make it into a film, I get 20% of the sales of the film rights. Mm-hmm. So there are different ways like that to make money. Mm-hmm. I still need to go into this world to really understand it, but apparently they're also selling properties in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. I think there's this game called like dis, I forgot the name of it, but this area in virtual space where somebody sold a property like for several million dollars recently, it's super weird and interesting at the same time. What do you think, babes? I don't, I, my mind is so jumbled. I don't understand it. (laughs) I don't get it. I've, I, I don't understand. So like, okay. So like if I decide that I want to have, um, flute lessons or something. Yeah. Um, and I build up clientele or whatever. Mm -hmm. You said that my lessons could be auctioned off. Well, yes and no. The way I would do it, and this is based on limited knowledge of it, is record yourself doing a flute lesson. So not giving it to anybody, but just saying, hey, I'm Alana. These are the fundamentals, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then you could sell the flute lessons to somebody who wants to learn the instrument. So for like, you sell it for a hundred dollars and maybe you give them five lessons that you Mm -hmm. pre-recorded. They say, well, Alana did a really good job teaching me the flute. I'm going to sell these lessons now for $2,000. You could get a piece of the $2,000 sale. And then let's say, for example, that you, because you're mindful of copyright laws, you do an original piece in the flute lesson. Mm -hmm. And then a hip hop artist samples that piece. Mm-hmm. You could be entitled to some of the money that they make. Yeah. Off that song. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's a little bit complicated. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. It is complicated. But that's the way it goes. The J How do you know I was going to say your last name? You do it all the time. Oh. Well, good. That's how it is. Bye-bye. Very good, J Wool. Mm-hmm. Alana. Yes. I have a very serious question for you. Uh oh, what is it? How do you feel about biscuits with the boss? <laughs> um, I think it's very strange. Um, I'm actually curious about what um, English biscuits taste like. I think they're like our version of cookies. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up uh, Prince William and Kate for a minute. Okay, go ahead. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. This has something to do with food, bubs. Go ahead. I remember when they had their wedding, and it was a big to-do. It was like in 2010, and I think I may have seen part of it. But anyway, they said that they had this, their cake was a chocolate biscuit cake. And I'm thinking, is that like biscuits like ours? But I guess it's a cake that had uh, chocolate cookies in it. It sounded really good. Nice. A chocolate biscuit cake. May I ask you a really dumb question about the royal family? I don't know a lot about 
them much. Okay, this might be. Easy I know to a little bit about them as much as I I know, but I don't know much about them. Am I the only American who doesn't care at all about the royal family? I'm sure that there are some that don't. Some people care. Um, some people are more into that. I mean, I. It's fun to find out about them, but I'm not like so into them that I have to know everything. Yeah, I just think that why why are people into this family? Because they're you know they're uh, maybe it's because we don't have a king and queen here, and the thought of having a king and queen well I guess Queen Elizabeth um doesn't have um I'm sorry there is no king of England right now um but but um I think it's William who is in line now or Charles one of the two okay. um but. Because we don't have a king or queen here ruling, which is a good thing, um, I guess we're just fascinated how, um, how, um, uh, glamorous it sounds like to live in Buckingham Palace. But the king in modern times isn't really the ruler of London. That's more of a parliament thing. But if you're running a kingdom, if the king has a decree for something, it has to be, you know, you can't, um, it's a different kind of society. I don't think right. that they're the end all be all anymore. I think it's pretty much you have the parliament and the prime minister. And I don't know how their version of politics works, but the way I understand it is it's more of a title that's a symbolic thing than they actually have real power there. I could be wrong, but that's the way I, I gather from it. That's what yeah. I gather from it. Yeah, I don't understand. But but they um I, I don't know. I think people are just fascinated well, and what, what what I find really fascinating is everybody now loves talking about white privilege and check your privilege, all that type of stuff. And half of these motherfuckers all right, all right. Be nice. love uh, watching stories about the royal family and who has more white privilege than the royal family. Yeah, I don't know. I, they are very privileged. Yeah. Um, and maybe they don't think of themselves as privileged, but, um, the, the same people that are screaming white privileged too are the most privileged it's out like, of all the people that they're talking about. It's like, oh, white privilege. Oh, but I hope the queen is all right. I will say, okay, I'm going to mention Kirsten Gillibrand only once. I, 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 I'm glad that she <laughs> dropped out of the, uh, uh, the, I, I'm, that she dropped out of the race when she did. But I remember hearing a story that she was lecturing, uh, white women as to, um, how to be a white woman or something. Okay. And, and she was like, um, talking this whole, like, white privilege thing, and she's more privileged than the women that she's talking about. Well, is Kristen Gillibrand black? I don't even know. Chris, Chris, uh, Kristen Gillibrand is white. Okay. And, and, and she's a white woman who is trying to tell, uh, other white women how to be a proper white woman. That's always interesting to me. Like when rich white people try to fight other rich white people about wokeness. And it happens a lot with Actually, the, she wasn't talking to rich white people. I think she was talking to regular white women. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that about rich white women. They like to uh, lecture poor people about the poor people's privilege. But, uh. Um, they're, they're treating them like peasants. Yeah. It's, it's like the, it, it, yeah, I, I, I never liked that at all. No, but I, I, my original point was, is I, I, 
And I am a lefty, in case you haven't figured it out, babes. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. And I do believe in white privilege, but I also believe that it's a little bit overblown and taken out of context a lot. But I find it interesting that so many people on the left are against white privilege and down talk it unless it has to do with a, a, success, a rich white woman or the royal family. I don't believe the left is against white privilege. I think, they, uh, privilege. I think they've been guilty. A lot of leftist um, women especially have been guilty of um, uh, blaming other white people. Uh, I guess they would call it white doing the white guilt thing. Women but, especially. But then... But then they also don't take into consideration that there are black women that uh, seem to, um, like Kamala Harris, that are looking down at other people. I hear what you're saying, but I would make the argument that Kamala Harris is an extreme example. Well, that's the only one I can think of. No, but you know what I mean? I mean, people always say, well, what about all these successful black people and, and all the privilege they have? And well, I, and I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm not talking about successful black people that are, that, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about, um, uh, people that have gotten some breaks in life. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not talking about that. You got to listen to what I'm trying all right, to say. Go ahead. Say it then. I'm talking about, the uh, black women and white women, and it seems to be coming from women a lot. Yeah. And Asian women that are looking down at the poor peasants, whether or not they are rich women that are doing it, and they, they, they are thumbing their noses and looking down at the peasants that are not like them. Nice. And that's what I'm talking about. And it isn't just Kamala Harris. It's any black, white, Asian Hispanic uh, woman who thinks that they are above. Oh, okay, okay. I I see what you mean. Yes. What I thought you were trying to say is that uh, white women are talking about white privilege, but they're not even looking. But they don't point out that they're successful black women like Kamala Harris. And what you're really trying to say is Kamala Harris is doing it too. Yes, she is because she's abroad, so she's looking down on on people. Yes, I'm talking about the people that are the 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 elitists that are looking down on us as peasants. Yeah, like Kamala Harris, exactly, who is a horrible human being. Uh, I I would concur. She is um she's not a good woman. No, Uh, at least she hasn't done anything good that I can think of. Uh, That doesn't mean that she can't be redeemed for it. I just think that right now she's not being uh, the woman that she should be. Well, here's a question for you, babes. Yeah. Let's say that uh, Donald Trump runs for president again in 2024, which unfortunately looks like a real possibility. Or even, uh, anyway, something could happen. I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. I know what you're thinking. But he, I don't, he you don't know what I'm thinking. You think, well, even if uh, maybe they overturn the election, Bob, well, he gets back in. I, I personally think that something is going to happen even before 2024. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. A lot of people hold my opinion, Bob. Yeah, and they don't know anything about how. And. Ah, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right, all right. So <laughs> let's go with a more realistic scenario, shall we? All right. Okay, so. Trump runs for president in 2024. He's at the Republican National Convention and he says, I have a surprise for you. You're going to freak out, guys, but hold. 
my running mate is going to be Kamala Harris. And then Kamala <laughs> Harris comes out and she says. That's an extreme example. I, 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 I give extreme examples, babes. Yeah. She says, well, you know, a lot of you thought that I was uh, a lefty who hated our country. And the, only the second part of that is true. But the first part of it, I, all I did was uh, act like I was a Democrat so that I could help bring down their party. And now I'm happy to be running with uh, Donald Trump for his vice president. <laughs> How would you respond to that? I wouldn't believe it for a minute. Okay. Because she she talks out of uh, both sides of her mouth. That's right. Uh, or maybe it's both sides of her butt. I don't know. Whichever one. Talking out of brass like Ace Ventura. Oh. <laughs> oh, why I, heard, I remember that scene. I heard that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, yeah. you mean like this? <laughs> um, uh, she is... I mean, I wouldn't believe it for one minute. I think she would have... Um, I think she would just say that just to get votes and not really... But what if Trump endorsed it? I... I don't. I don't believe he would. Okay, but let's say I don't believe he would. But let's just go there. But I remember on January sixth in the morning, ah! morning, you thought that uh, Mike Pence was a good American. Oh, pups. Okay, now so, you're not. <laughs> but is that true? No, you're. Bu- <laughs> We're not talking about him. Oh, of course not. Bubs. Okay, so let me rephrase the question, babe. Oh. And then you're going to need a kiss. And then no, we'll get, no. Then we'll, then we'll get to Ted Lasso. Oh. Okay. If, by some odd series of events, Trump runs for president in 2024 and his running mate is Kamala Harris, what do you do? Um, I would still vote for him, but okay. I would not vote for her. Well, you do realize, babe. I, I, I know, understand. I would put someone else on the ballot for a vice president. You, you're not allowed to do that. You're not? No. You vote for the president and they choose who the vice president is. That's insane, Bubs. I don't know. I... I don't think that would ever happen. Bubs, why do you always come up with these weird scenarios? Because I'm a very bright man. I'm a very... I, I, I kind of wonder if you're just doing that to um, uh, to make me cringe or something. I'm a very bright soon-to-be birthday boy. <laughs> give me a kiss. <laughs> All right, now... Oh, my goodness. Let's talk more about Ted Lasso. You have watched the first two episodes, and we're going to watch two more episodes after we do this. All right. And after we have a snack. Oh, first we're going to have a snack. Okay. Um, what do you think so far? I'm surprised that this is a family show, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Um, the only people that are even close to being Hallmark people is Ted Lasso, and um, I forgot what the first. The uh, Coach Beard's first name was. They they only call him Co- Coach Beard on the show. Um, all the all the all the people all the people in England on this team are very combative. They cuss a lot. They're not very friendly all the time. Uh, I don't know. They're kind of weirdos. Wow. And, and Rebecca is kind of an evil person too. You think Rebecca is evil? Well, she has evil intentions. Mm. Right now, that's how I feel. Okay. I don't think there's any good in her. I think maybe she's, um, she has, you know, judging by what I've seen in the first two episodes, yeah. she only has Ted Lasso on her, uh, as, as a coach for the team because she wants someone to ruin her husband, but she also wants to ruin him too. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, I think she's got some evil intentions. What do you think of Higgins? 
I don't know. I, I Higgins is kind of interesting. I, I'm not sure what I think about him yet. Oh. Um. So I, I that's that's why I think that it isn't such a family show as you think it is. I I, I really do think that it's like a Hallmark type. No, show. No, it isn't. But but we you also haven't seen every episode. Of no, it. I haven't. I think you're gonna like it more the more that we go along. Do you like Ted though so far? I do. I think he's a little bit weird and quirky. Yeah. But I think it's in in a good way. Yeah, I do. Too. Uh, I think he really does have his heart on his sleeve and I also think his heart's in the right place. And I do think he he genuinely has good intentions, but I don't think that Rebecca knows what to do with him. Uh, biscuits and the boss. <laughs> biscuits with the boss. Biscuits with the boss. It's like, yeah, well, um if I told you, you would, we wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Um, I wouldn't be able to bring you biscuits in the morning. Because Rebecca asked, "Where did you get the biscuits?" She really likes the way that they taste, and she doesn't know yet that Ted makes the biscuits each night. So how does how do we find this out? Because what? it shows it at the end of the second episode, Ted pulling biscuits out of the oven <laughs> and, and making the box that he puts it in. How does he make the box? Oh, I don't know. He like wraps it in paper or something. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, what a nice guy. And he doesn't even have to do it. And you kind of have to feel feel for this guy because he left uh, Texas, right? Him and Coach Beard left Texas. I don't think it was Texas. It was someplace else. But I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, or, or something somewhere from the south. I and think it's the Midwest, actually. But either he way. He sounds like a southern guy to me. But oh, oh, we'll keep going, babes. You said he was from Texas. I might have said that. I don't know if I saw the truth. It sounded like he was from the south, but Okay, we'll keep going, babes. Anyway. And he, he left his, his, his wife and son, who it sounds like he genuinely misses and loves. Yeah. He is, he doesn't like English tea. Uh, what about the other thing he doesn't like? The sparkling water, I think. Yeah, the carbonated water. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't really like that. He's not used to it. Um, but he, but it sounds like he likes the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he likes the sandwich that he was um, uh, feeding, uh, Keely. feeding Keely with. Because actually, she was the one that wanted him to feed her. Because she had the claw hands on during the photo shoot. The claw hands? She ha- she was taking a photo shoot and she chose to be a lion. Oh, so she, had, yeah. she couldn't hold the thing. Mm-hmm. So so it looked kind of suggestive in the pictures, pictures that Rebecca had taken. Right. and And not taking into consideration that she couldn't grab the sandwich mm-hmm. and she was the one that was asking him for bites of a sandwich yes yes and he was willing to share what do you think of sam the soccer player who had the birthday don't you think he's kind of like not homespun but as he doesn't really swear a lot i don't know about him yet mm-hmm. i thought it was really funny though when he's like you know i hope you don't mind uh that I'm not really, I, I don't want to, um, I, I'm not really as patriotic as you are about your country. And he's like, imperialism. Well, what, what had happened was they decide to throw Sam a birthday party in the second episode. And Ted's son had sent him some toy soldiers. To yeah, 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 yeah. So he gives one of them to Sam. And Sam's like, uh, coach, I hope you don't mind if I don't accept this. I don't have the same fondness for the American, American military. military. He's, he's, like, like, imperialism. Imperialism. <laughs> he's like, yes, imperialism. I thought that was great. Um, so far, I, I, I don't really like Jamie or Keely. I don't know what to think about either of them. Okay. I think Jamie is a spoiled brat and he wants to be the star, but I do think that Ted is trying to figure out what makes this guy tick. Yes. Because he's not thinking about the team. He's kind of thinking about himself and his 
girlfriend. Um, and you know, he's a young guy that wants to have everything. The character that I think I'm probably most like is Roy Kent. Oh, really? Yes. The football coach. I mean, the, uh, football, the, the football captain. captain. Yeah. Why is that? Well, you're, you're going to have to keep on watching to see, but what do you think of Roy so far? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Ted is my favorite character, but I think if there's one that I'm most like, it's Roy. But I would like to be more like Ted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that he, um, maybe, maybe before Roy, um, or I'm sorry, before Ted came on the scene, mm-hmm. maybe, um, the, uh, the, um, what is it? AFC Richmond? Yeah. Maybe they weren't taken so seriously. Yeah. When Rupert, um, owned the team. Owned the team. And maybe, um, this gives Ted uh, a chance to show them that they really are, um, they really can be something if they, if they put their mind, their mind to, um, their work. I can't wait to show you the rest of the show in two episodes today. They, oh, I think you're going to like it. And I think more of the characters are going to slowly start to grow on you. Well, he, yes, yes, yes. Cause I don't know. I'm, I'm not liking Jamie or Keely at all. Give it, to, keep watching, babes. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yes. They're yes, a little yes. bit off putting. Oh, but that's just my opinion. Do you appreciate my honest analysis? It's probably not something you wanted to hear, right? Well, I expected that because we're only a couple episodes in. But you have to keep watching the show. And I think by the end of it, you'll see that this really is more of a a family show. I don't think so. Uh I think it's at least PG-13. See, in my mind, I see it as a G. No, it's not a G. Okay. If you have so much, so many F-bombs in one episode, that's pretty much an R or a PG-13. I know how the rest of the world looks at it, but I don't look at cursing the same way as you do. Yes, I know, because you're a heathen. Oh, my God. You're a secular heathen. I get it. I'm a helpful heathen. (laughs) I'm a lovable heathen. (laughs) There's still hope for you yet, Bob. You're still a living. There's still hope for you there, J. Oh, my goodness. Babes. Yes. After Ted Lasso. Yeah. We made dinner. It turned out pretty good. I'll tell you the truth. Yes. We, so, uh, okay. So I got to say this before we talk about dinner. I did not realize that I took out the wrong, um, bag. And, and, um, just to clarify, this bag actually felt like a bag, a bag of rice. And I knew that I had some, I knew that I had a bag of rice hidden in my cab, in my drawer. And, um, when you said that the rice looked yellow, I was like, oh, I wonder if I put lentils in it. And I was thinking about it. I, I said it actually looked kind of reddish. It kind of looked reddish yellow. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I put the red lentils in there because I, I was smelling something that didn't quite smell like rice. Yes. And I thought, you know what? The other day I made rice, but it tasted more like lentils. Yes. But it turned out good. Um, And I said, okay, um, why don't we find out what this tastes like? And, uh, I will, you know, you, you can help with the chicken and the broccoli. Yes. So I, um, I, I put in the rice and what I, what we thought was lentils and, uh, I washed the broccoli and got out the chicken and, uh, you were cooking that while I was keeping an eye on the rice. 
Turned out pretty good. It was really good, actually. Thank you, babes. The the chicken was amazing. It was um, I loved when you had the soy sauce on the chicken and the broccoli. Mm-hmm. I didn't overdo it. No. People either underdo it or overdo it. No. There's a fine, there's a thin line, but you can find it if you know how to, what you're doing. Oh, it's it was really good. It was moist all over. Yeah. It was nice and tender, not dry at all. Mm-hmm. It was really good, and the the lentils and the rice tasted tasted really good. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, it was delicious. Oh, good. Then, I'm glad you liked it. Yes, did you? Well, we watched a couple of movies. We saw Dumb and Dumber. Again. And Chocolate again. Yeah, we. I don't know if we have to really go into an explanation about Dumb and Dumber unless you haven't seen it. Yeah, what I will say about it is it's still funny, but I enjoyed it less as an adult. Interesting, really. It's just, and, and part of that is the fact that there have been sequels to this movie. That can take away from how much I enjoy a film, if there are bad sequels. Okay. Also, I'm older, so I've had more life experience. Yeah. And I've watched more films. I think it's still funny, though. It, it's funny, but it, it's not as good as it was when I was younger. Parts of this movie definitely felt very low-budget 90s. Well, wait a minute, though. What's up? You wouldn't say the same thing about, um, you wouldn't say that, well, I guess that would kind of be like, um, uh, what is that show I'm thinking about? The Naked Gun, the Naked Gun movies, like the two, the, the first one and the second one. Oh, to me, those are really legit. They're hilarious. Yes. From beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really make you laugh from beginning to end. I never thought that Dumb and Dumber was on the same level as the Naked Gun films. I will agree with you. I think they're, they're all three of them are funny, but. I think the Naked Gun ones are a lot funnier. Yeah, but for real, I did laugh last night, and it was cool to see it again. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought Jim Carrey was funny in this one. Um, I thought the um, the incidences where they um, put money on these guys' tabs. Yeah, <laughs> had to sea pay bass. for everything. Sea bass. <laughs> We've both seen this movie before separately, but it was good to watch it with you. And this film was big because Jim Carrey was negotiating his contract for it mm-hmm. when Ace Ventura came out. His agent, by the way, do you want to know something about his agent or at least the one he had at the time? What yet? His agent's name was Jim Miller, uh-huh. who was the brother of Dennis Miller. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if they're still agent, if he's still his agent or not, but he was at the time. But his agent oh. was asking New Line Cinema uh-huh. to pay Jim Carrey $1 million. Mm-hmm. And they were hesitating on it. Why is that? Because he wasn't a known star then. He had been on In Living Color. It's so funny. And he was in Earth Girls Are Easy and a couple of other movies, but he wasn't really super famous. Did you watch that movie? Oh, yeah. I've seen him many I knew somebody who was in Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, really? That's a story for another time. But And I knew one of the producers of that movie. Was it a good movie? If you're a kid, it's okay. 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 But back to this movie. So... New Line doesn't want to pay him a million dollars. And Jim Miller is standing firm. That's what he wants. That's what Jim Carrey needs to make that movie. Right. Ace Ventura comes out. Everybody thinks it's going to be a flop. So New Line is just like, we're going to wait until this film comes out. And then we're either going to replace him or lowball him. But it's a huge success. And so they come back like a couple weeks later Jim Carrey and his representatives and say, we want $7 million. Uh-huh. And they gave it to him. 
Because it was a success. Because Ace Ventura made so much money. Oh, wow. Yep. And then Dumb and Dumber comes out and makes $118 million domestically. Wow. I believe. Wow. If memory serves correctly. It's a very popular movie. Yes. It was good. It's not my favorite film. I, and I did like it less seeing it as an adult. But it's still good. Okay. Yeah. I think I may have, may have seen parts of The Mask. You haven't seen the entire mask. I don't remember if I did or not. I really enjoyed the mask. Yeah. Yeah. You can even find it this evening. That might be a possibility there. I don't remember. I think I... Stop it. What did I do? Uh, I touched your butt. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get you back for it, too. Oh, that's okay, babes. That's okay. So what were you about to say, though? Ooh, ooh. Kind of like that thing. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. <laughs> What were you about to say, Bruce? Um, yeah, I think I may. I don't remember if I saw all of it. I think I saw part of it, but I heard it was. I heard it was a fun movie. I saw it when it came out. I really enjoyed it. Eventually, I do want to watch a movie called Mask with Cher because people have been telling me about it, and I've never seen it. And I know you said that there are parts of it that were kind of like a little too much. Well, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. The one thing that takes me out of it is that. The son who has trouble with social things because he's weird looking. Yeah. Finally gets a girlfriend and wouldn't you know it, she happens to be blind. That's the one thing where it's like, come on guys, be a little bit more creative. <laughs> but it was well, a good movie. Yeah, I liked I it. Know. Yes. Well, maybe she didn't care what he looked like. No, but come on. You're going to give the guy who's weird looking a girlfriend and she has to be blind. Come on. I don't know, because they, they don't have movies like that where, you know, because usually it's like the the um, the sighted person gets, well, I don't know. No, but they're making the blind girl date him because he's ugly. I don't know if that's really where they were going for, but. Okay. I'm telling you my view on it, babes. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw that movie back in the 90s uh, in school. Really quickly about uh, people that were weird. Um, did we ever talk about the movie Powder? Oh, yeah, we did. I don't know if we talked about it here or privately, but we've definitely had discussions about it because of the pedophile uh, symbolism in the movie. Yeah, I did not like that movie. I saw it once. Supposedly, it's very, it's, there's a lot of dog whistles in it if you're into pedophilia. And the director of the movie, uh, had, had, uh, I believe if I'm remembering the story right, had already gone to jail for uh, 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 statutory rape. Wow. And been released before he made the movie. Before he made the movie? Yes. Well, okay. that's, that's what I heard. I wasn't there, but that's if I'm remembering the story correctly, that's what happened. Yeah, I only saw it once and I never wanted to watch it again. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I didn't like it. But if you're a pedo... Uh, check I it didn't out. even notice any of those things. Yeah, so I heard Barry Crimmins, who was a comedian back in the day, he broke it down. Hmm. But he wasn't doing it as far as like he's on stage doing a set. He was talking to Joe Rogan about pedophilia uh -huh. because he was a victim of it. Oh. Um, and I wish I remember everything that he said, but he made some really good points about it that I never looked into just beside outside of the fact that the um the director had some issues. So it's like oh, wow. at one point Jeff Goldblum is touched by this kid and then the next day he comes in and says, I just had the best sex of my life last night. And the, uh, the implication is because the kid touched him. 
And and, and he there's other touched, stuff too. And he was touched by the kid in powder. Yes, okay. the bald kid. Uh, okay. And I could be remembering that wrong because I heard this years ago. And there's other things too. But if you're a pedophile, watch this movie, and you know, <laughs> you can thank us later or don't. Don't. Think well, there's later. another movie that I will not thank watch. Alana later. What? No, go ahead. There was another movie that I have not watched, but it's. I heard it's pretty disturbing. It's Tell called me. Happiness. I've heard about that movie. And I think there was one part of the movie where there was this guy that um, was was a child sex predator. Okay. I think the premise was that these people were doing some outrageous things to be happy. And it's stuff that people in, in normal society would not do. But I didn't. I I don't have any plans to watch it because I heard it's disturbing. Nice, nice, nice. It's not nice. And we should say for the record that I am against child. Uh, ped- I'm against pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, but um. Are you? I am against pedophilia, bub. Okay, good. That's why I was talking against uh, happiness. It took you a few seconds. No, 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 no. I was right, I was right. trying to I was trying to get my words together, but nice, nice. no, 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 no. I do not want to watch the movie Happiness. Nice. And I do not want to watch the movie Powder again. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. You probably have it memorized, but I'm joking. No, I don't. I only saw it once. Okay, good. I only saw it once, too, and it was because it was a school field trip. No. Did you guys talk about it? No, we didn't discuss it. And we didn't know back then that, and I don't, and in fairness, I don't think our teachers knew that there was all this symbolism in the movie. One of the scenes that I thought was really disturbing was when these guys beat beat Powder up, and and I think they strip him of his clothes. To be real, I barely remember the movie. I I just remember bits and pieces from it, so. And then when he was born, because, you know, there from what I understand, the reason why they called him Powder is because he was so white. Yeah, he was like an albino. I think. He was an albino, and then um, the the father looks at him and he's like, "That's not my son." Oh, and I was like, "Oh boy, okay." Well, good. And at the end, he disappears. Nice. Well, I'm happy for him there, Jabo. Yeah, but I never. I don't want to see that movie again. Okay. Yes. Now, babes, mm-hmm. tell me about Chocolat. Chocolate. Um, Chocolate was a movie that I've been wanting to see for a long time. Not just because I love chocolate, but I heard that Chocolate um, was a movie that Johnny Depp was in, and it had um, I I heard it was really good. I saw it when it came out. I remember liking it, but I may or may not have been smoking something. You uh, before seeing you may movie. or may not have, which probably means that you were. Oh. Maybe, or maybe not. But I'm going to give, like, a quick premise, because there's a lot of things that happen in it. Tell it to me quickly. I'll give you ten seconds. Oh, my goodness. No, no, go ahead. So, basically, it's about um, a woman named Vianne and her her daughter, Anouk, and they move into this French village. They rent, um, what do you call it, a uh, patisserie, and they make it into uh, a chocolate shop. Called the the chocolate the chocolate tree the chocolate tree, um, and um, we don't know what she's up to, but I think what she and it's a, it's a weird time that she does this because the uh, French village is going through the season of Lent mm-hmm. because it's a it's mostly a Catholic a very very Catholic village. And they go through 40 days and 40 nights of Lent. 
uh, until Easter Sunday. And you think, well, why would anybody want to go to a chocolate, uh, uh, chocolatery, uh, when they're, when they're trying to kick other habits, huh. you know? So we don't know what she's up to, but a lot of people think she's up to no good. And people go to her shop. And what is that spinny thing that you that that she spins? It's just like a wheel, and she says, "Tell me what you see." Based on that, she gives them recommendations for chocolate. Yeah, and she says, "Ah, I know exactly what you want." And um, it's a big hit. People are are um, going there, and there's some characters like uh, Josephine who has a husband that is a complete drunk and is a very abusive to her and her uh, daughter. Because he keeps talking about white privilege. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. Bubs. Right. We're not talking about that. That was that. a callback. Keep going, Bubs. I thought it was French privilege. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, there's a there's a, a little boy named Luke who lives with his mother. Uh, we, we assume that he is in a single parent home. And his mom does not want to, him to see his grandma because um, uh, she believes that um, his grandma is uh, not a good influence because she is overindulgent in a lot of things. And, but she wants him to live and not to be so restrictive. So it's like there's the grandmother there's, wants him to be yes. less restrictive. But, but there's a lot of um, things that are happening in, uh, in the extreme. Um, so those are those, that's a that's a quick premise that I have. Yeah, there's and she pretty much shake up shakes up the um the village. There's also a count who is against this chocolate shop and tries to bring it down until the end. He eventually comes around, but it takes some doing. And the count has a wife that has not been seen, and it's implied that she's either dead or she's disappeared she dumped his ass i guess i don't know yes yes, maybe or she might she might have died no she dumped him really yes that's the sense that i got and johnny depp is a pirate but this is before jack sparrow yeah way before no this is like two years before oh okay yeah i watched one of those movies and it was it was fun but i never really got into it i i i know i've told you this but i have i don't think i said it here i'm not really a big fan of kids movies so when I heard Disney Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm like, oh, whatever, bro. And then whatever, bro. in early 2018, this is maybe like two or three weeks before you and I met. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's, we hadn't met, but it was super close. Yeah. A friend of mine said, Hey, Rick, I know you don't typically like these type of movies, but Pirates of the Caribbean is really good. And the Portland Symphony is going to be doing the soundtrack live. And I was so jealous after I found out that you went to it because I love I love symphony concerts. So my friend gives me a free ticket and tries to set me up on a date with somebody. <laughs> Who um, actually knew. Yeah, and I didn't know this woman, and we didn't really connect that well. Yeah. And I didn't know that I was being set up until afterwards either, until he, uh, we're riding on the car home, and he's like, hey, so what did you think of so-and-so? And he's like, um, I think he could get sex from her really easily. Okay. And I tried to explain to him that, uh, well, okay, well, in that case, I'll keep her number, but, you know, um, let's hope I don't meet any Filipinos within the next couple Oh, my goodness. 
I'm having fun. But the long yeah. and short of it is, I didn't see the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie until 2018, but I got to see uh, uh, the symphony do the soundtrack live, that which was super cool. So cool! I, I was in, I was jealous. Yeah. Oh was... yeah. Like when we when I go and I'm talking to my friend in the lobby before the movie, he's like, Rick. I'm jealous of you that you get to see this movie for the first time in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm surprised that I didn't even know about this. Yeah. Because I would have loved to have gone. And Lana knows this friend pretty well, too. Yeah. I, I, w- I mean, that is something. That's like my thing. I would love to have gone to a concert like that. And great. who knows? We would, have, we would have met each other in the lobby. Yeah. Who knows? Because you might have sat down next to me and then, you know, eventually made your way to my lap and. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I would have also still, I, I, that may not have happened, that wouldn't have happened, um, actually, because I was not, uh, available at the time. Yeah. So. But, you know, people cheat and I might have saved you some money on soda. But I've never done that. Okay, good. I might have also saved you money because you wouldn't have had to get a soda. Oh, my goodness. I would have given you something that's so drink Ah! <laughs> Well, if we did, if we would have met and I wasn't available, bubs. All right, all right, all right. I'm just saying. I'm if we would have met and I wasn't available, I would have said something to the effect of, um, "Why don't we? Why don't we check back in another month?" <laughs> because I'm not available. <laughs> yeah, and I that's a way to tell, by the way, that your relationship is going good when you tell the guy, um, "Check in with me for a month." No, much. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have said anything. I would have been completely honest and said, um, "Not, no, not right now, no." Yes, yes, yes. But um, I, I would have been nice about it. Oh, good. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad we met the way we did, and you know, that's 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 history there. And I'm glad that I saved you the trouble of seeing Pirates of the Caribbean with the live orchestra. Well, Actually, I, 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 you just said no. Well, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I, I'm, I'm so jealous that I didn't even know about it until you told me after the fact. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Nobody told me about that. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, they told me about it, but I left. Were were there other people there from the uh, community? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you know any of them besides? Well, yeah, a few, but not really that well. Did that happen in the evening? Oh yeah, it was on a Saturday night. I remember because I had gone to an event before then um, with some people that I know, and I. Barely made it to the movie in time. Oh, really? Where'd you go? Well, I, I don't want to say, but I was I at the, um, I guess I can say the location. I was yeah. at the, um, uh, the, uh, oh God, what's the name of that place where we used to do events at? Uh, it was a Tabor space. Oh, Tabor space. It was a Tabor space and the movie showing, I think was at the Arling Schnitcher. Oh, wow. So I had a rush across town. Okay. And I saw my friend in the lobby, and it turned out that the movie had to, they were going to have to start it late. So I thought I was going to miss the start of it, but I didn't. What time did it start? Oh, I don't remember that. Wow. But it was good. That's right. You could have saved me some money on soda. That's right. (laughs) Giving you my special drink there. Oh, no. I meant actually buying a soda and sharing (laughs) it or something. I mean, oh, you can keep it. You can buy me snacks. <laughs> no, bub. No, that's okay. That's my impression of you, and I love you. What? I would never say that. <laughs> bub. I love you, babes. Does not make fun of gay wood gay. Okay. I didn't say it was. Uh, now, J-Lo. Yeah. Let's get back to Chocolate. You you derail us a little bit. Actually, first, let's let's have a kiss here. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
But back to Chocolat. Okay. What does this film teach us about oppression? Um, uh, it's like I've said earlier, it is, uh. um, that you see two sides of the extreme. You see the very restrictive side, um, where people are, um, they're expected to be almost perfect. Yeah. And we can't be almost perfect because we're human. It's just not possible. We are going to slip and fall and get up again, slip and fall and get up again. Um, and then you see the other extreme where people are overindulgent. And that's not good either. Too much alcohol, too much chocolate, whatever it is. Not good. And there has to be a balance between the two. There are things that could hurt you more than others. Um, but, you, but there has to be a, a, a proper balance between the two. What can we learn from the count about life? Um, what do you mean? There's a lot of things you could learn. What do you mean? I'm basically thinking of the idea of... When this movie starts off, he's trying to hide a big part of who he is. Like that his wife left him. But (coughs) also that uh, he has a thing for chocolate, which comes out near the end of the movie. Yes. And also, too, that um, didn't he – was he the one with the dog? No, that was another old guy. Oh, okay. But he – now – the chocolate thing, it's like he's hiding it from himself, too. So he learns to accept himself, and that's when he can accept uh, the lady who runs the chocolate shop. I thought it was the priest that was, that was um, into the chocolate, or was it the count? The count at the end of the movie is into the chocolate. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so I thought what was really interesting, too, was... So Josephine's husband was extremely abusive. Mm-hmm. Um the count wanted to work with him. Was it the count? Yes. The count wanted to work with him to show him that there's a better way and that he could still save his marriage. He was trying to get him closer to God. And you see him try to do that, but Josephine refuses because she knows what kind of a man he is. He's not going to change. And the count basically led this man down a a wrong path because he's trying to prove something. Hmm. And, and then he, and the count says, you know, something needs to be done about this lady in the chocolate shop. And that, the, um, Serge interpreted that as, oh, I have to destroy something. Mm -hmm. I have to actually destroy the shop, the shop, therefore, um, putting people at risk. And then the Count starts to realize his mistake once he realizes what the man had done. Yeah. Yes. I, I I personally wonder if the Count's heart was in the right place in trying to – maybe he was trying to make – to have to um, help the guy realize that he made some mistakes. Mm. But that's my that's, – that's, that's my question. I don't know if that's – That's a possibility. Like maybe he wanted the guy's marriage to be saved because the Count couldn't save his own marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. But the but the way that the guy interpreted it, because the guy was very uh, corrupt, 
is that I will do anything and everything, including kill people to save it. I don't know if I'd use the term maybe not corrupt. Kill, maybe not corrupt, but he he was very um he was very troubled. I should yes. say not corrupt, but troubled. He was drinking a lot. He was very abusive. His 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 wife and daughter were estranged from him. Um, but they can't realize, uh oh, this isn't good. No, you tried to kill people, and now you have blood on your hands. Yes. And he told him to get out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I kind of thought that the young priest gave a sort of a, um, uh. I don't know what kind of sermon I would call it. At the end of the movie? Yeah. I thought that was a cool sermon. Well, you would think it was a cool sermon, but I didn't think it was so cool. <laughs> I think he missed the entire point of Easter, but that's just my 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 uh, opinion. I don't know. What did he say in the movie? He said something about be cool to each other. and No, he said something like, am I going to talk about the, the, um, the sovereignty of God? No, not really. Um, no, I don't want to. Um... I forgot what he said, but it sounded like he only wanted to focus on the humanity of of, of Jesus and not yeah. the other stuff pertaining to Easter. And I thought he was missing the entire point. Oh, the point is he's not human, even though he was. Okay. Ah, <laughs> Bubs. I love you, babes. Come on. Oh, so I've had a question for you since last week. What's that? Now you say the Catholics worship the Virgin Mary. Yes, they do. And one, uh, the Virgin Mary. I don't know if I even believe in that term, but we'll go with it for now. Okay. Um, now, I understand what you're saying that she's like, God kind of sucks, but people pray to Mary. And I, I remember asking you last week, well, couldn't Mary, I mean, if she gave birth to uh, Jesus, couldn't she at least ask him for a favor every once in a while? And the response I got from you was basically saying, no, she can't do that. No. Oh. No. And and what was, yeah, I... I, I so I why, no, but you didn't, we didn't say here, and well, why, why can't she do Okay. I'm going to explain it. Number one, um, what, what the Catholics try to do, and I, um, I don't want to make, I don't want to go down a, why I don't agree with Catholicism rabbit hole. No. But what I will say this is what Catholics have tried to do was they've tried to exalt Mary more than she should be exalted. And, the problem with that is that she, they try to keep her a virgin forever for one thing, but she are, but she did have children with um, her husband, Joseph. And which proves that she was just as human as everybody else. She was just used, she was just used. And I don't know why, but she was just used as a vessel to carry uh, Jesus and, and deliver him, uh, you know, and, and, and deliver him. But after that, she, she had more children. Yeah. And I don't believe in any of that stuff. I don't believe in the virgin birth or, but, but people do. And my question was, well, if you, we go down that road and we assume this stuff is true, then why can't somebody ask Mary, if somebody asks Mary for a favor, how come she can't just run it up? Be- the because it, it says in the scripture that there's only one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus. So if that's what it says, and it couldn't have been Mary. Yeah, but I'm just saying if. But it doesn't work that way. It's just thing. Okay. It doesn't work that way because Mary is a human, just like everybody else, and and the saints 
um, in the Bible were humans. Do you think then, babes, that there's a chance that Mary is in hell right now? No. Okay. No, no. Okay. No. Oh. I don't believe that. Oh. Will you be upset if she is? I don't think she is. Oh. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you made it in, babes. I don't know if you understood my answer, but that's as best I can explain it. I kind of got it, but I'm I'm also thinking like if you're friends with Mary, then maybe she could put in a good word. But for it you. doesn't work that way. Okay. It right. just doesn't work that way. Okay. It's it's not mentioned. It doesn't work that way. Well, uh, good. Yeah. So if you're a Catholic, bad news. You need to stop worshiping Mary. But good news, you can watch the movie uh, Powder because we we know there's a lot of pedophile Catholics out there. <laughs> Bad news, stop uh, worshipping Mary. Good news is uh, we got a film that we think you're going to dick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, babes, is there anything oh. else you want to talk about? Um, Do only with a booty boy teeth mall. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, I don't know. I say we stop this. We make out for a little while. We have... Uh, some candy, and then we watched a couple more episodes of Ted Lasso. Oh, nappy. Oh, nappy. Yeah. Oh. I didn't, I, I, I was trying to sleep, but I didn't sleep until, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm talking about this morning. Yeah, I heard you coughing. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Mm-hmm. We stop this, make out, take a small nap, and then we, uh, eat some chocolate and watch some Ted Lasso. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, let me see. Can I see if we're compatible? If we can kiss, Bubs, what? you kissed me twice this 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 uh, episode. Uh, kiss me again. Okay. Right. Oh, before I stop this, okay. would you like a Christmas banking? No. Okay, is this a question? All right. Ah, Bubs, you're ornery this morning. No, I'm good boy. Yes, you. Are. I'm never not good boy. You and we. Okay. Well. All right, bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.